Blessings to all. This is G. Craig Lewis here again with another EX Ministries Xcast or podcast, whatever you want to call it. But this is our opportunity to speak the truth uncut. I've got one of my brothers in Christ here, a good friend of mine and a powerful preacher of the gospel up in the Detroit area. And he is none other than Dorian Cast. God bless you, Dorian. God bless you, G. Craig. What's going on, my man? How's everything? Everything's good, man. It's good to finally have you here. Whenever we hook up and get together, it's always, you know, we're kind of always on the same page. And, and man, some things have transpired. And I just, you know, I wanted to bring you on because I wanted to deal with this thing. I mean, this has just gone too far, man. Uh, and, and I'm speaking of none other than the appearance of Steve Harvey on the Trinity Broadcasting Network hosted by Donnie McClurkin. And uh I, I know you saw that episode, man. What what you think, Doran? What's what what's really going on here, man? <laughs> oh man, I, I I couldn't believe it, you know, when uh when you uh text me about checking it out. I it, it had been so much going on lately. Just this like all hell is broken loose. Uh, uh, with, uh, with Tony and Lexi interview, I think TBN couldn't let them top them. So they had to come back with something to, to take it over the top. They just, they, they couldn't go out without, uh, uh, uh just bringing something to the masses that was just unbelievable to me. Um, and, and all I, while I was watching, all I could keep thinking was deception. That, that everything about it was so deceiving and it was infuriating me to watch a so-called Christian network deceive uh, the body of Christ, the way that it it was going about doing, it. and just so blatantly too. That was the worst part about it to me, with just reckless disregard. Uh, like there's nobody that's going to notice what they're doing. I think that's the worst thing about it to me, is that uh, it's, it's it's not being covered up anymore. It's it's just out in the open, and that the body of Christ is so ignorant that uh, that the enemy is able to do these things. He doesn't even have to to hide it. Or or or, or uh, put it underneath anything. He can just come right out and say, "I'm going to deceive you, and I'm going to deceive your women." As in terms of their search for a man, I'm just doing right in front of you, and I'm going to let you bring me to your women. And that's, I was furious as I watched that last night, man. It was crazy. You know what, Dorian? Uh, I mean, the camera panned through the audience, and of course, it was only black people in there. Yeah. And God help us black people, you know. Yep. But it was all just, you know, Negroes in the audience, Doc. <laughs> and I mean, why 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 do you feel everybody what what the what were the people were the people in there because it was Steve Harvey? I mean, because when they introduced him at the very beginning, mm-hmm. Doc, they started you heard women kind of screeching and you know how they make them little sexual sounds like, you know, you know what I'm saying? It, it was yeah. like some of that. Like it was, it, 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 it was, it was such. It was what people do when a famous person walks in the room. It's what women do when a famous man that they admire from a distance walk in the room. And, and, and you're right. And it was all us black folk in that audience cheering for this man. And I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, what, what at least I perceive as the reason why this trick is so easily played on us, and why it's all of us in in okay in the room. I, I always tell people. That, that the enemy, he works generations ahead of us. He sets traps and starts his plans generations in advance. And then we wrestle with it after he's already set that trap and moved on to the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, with, 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 with the homosexual agenda and what he did with the women's lib movement, 
and and he set that generation to go and now we're wrestling with the results of it today mm-hmm. and and he set this thing of respect of person in 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 the black community generations ago because we lack so much self-esteem we lack uh, uh, uh any identity and in any time anybody displayed any type of talent no matter what it was for we celebrated it no matter what you know, anytime we just saw a black person on television back in the day, we were just happy to see them there. Mm-hmm. And this was planting a seed of respect the person in, in, in the African-American community that now, no matter what the talent it is, if you have some talent that makes you recognizable or famous, we will automatically celebrate you. We will automatically give you credibility no matter what else is going on in your life. As long as you are famous and, and, and have notoriety, Black folks are going to get with you. That's why we will. That's that's why uh, uh, we will cheer when OJ gets off, whether or not we know he did it or not. <laughs> that's why we'll cheer for Tiger Woods, whether or not we played golf before. Right. Because no matter what, we we're going to give you that type of credibility. And the enemy used this same thing now to bring deception into the church. That we will give somebody like Steve Harvey, who, uh, as far as the church is concerned, totally lacks credibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's actually past lack credibility. And I was upset with him at first. But then after a while, I realized he wasn't doing nothing but what he was supposed to do. Right, right. He, he, he'll tell you, I don't know any scripture. Right. He'll say it. Right. I don't know any scripture. Right. And so, so why would he do anything else other than be an entertainer, other than be a businessman and take advantage of another business opportunity? He doesn't know he's being used by the enemy. It's these so-called... Christians that ought to know better that are allowing somebody with no credibility whatsoever to bring filthiness into the church. And, and that's why black folks, we get taken uh, advantage of by con men. So easy, because it's so easy to establish credibility with us, man. That's, and that's the unfortunate part about it. Uh, uh, many other cultures, they need to see a degree. You know, they, they, they need to see something that gives you some credibility mm-hmm. and validates you. Uh, before they'll let you give them advice, before they'll hear what you have to say. We're the only ones that, as long as you're famous, you can speak to us. Yeah, we saw it with the presidential election. I mean, we see it in every every facet of our lives. And, you know, one of the things that upset me most, even about Steve Harvey, was the fact that I remember before Steve Harvey was ever christened as an okay icon in in the black church by T.D. Jakes, he was so humble, even when he would do the uh, the celebration of, of gospel uh, mm-hmm. on BET, he'd come out and he'd say, you know, I uh, I can't believe I got this opportunity. Y'all know I'm not right. I shouldn't be here. And he would almost have his head hung down during that whole ordeal. But after he was christened as a, a, a you know, with the ability to do Christian comedy by TD Jakes, and it's men like that, like Jakes and others that set up to allow the gatekeepers really, and they allow mm-hmm. these kinds of men into the body to begin to disable people from living a holy life. That's to me, that's all TD Jakes has ever been here for. He's the, Absolutely. you know, him and Kurt Franklin, they're the ones that. Uh, opened the opened the, the the gate and allowed all of this foolishness in. But the thing that got me was how he has changed now to where there is even, you know, uh, when you hear him speak, he'll even diss holy living in Christianity mm-hmm. in favor for how he lives, and then put us all in the same pot to say y'all are like me. There's no difference. And I don't know if that's. But did you pick that up from him? 
A hundred percent. And that was that was the thing that, that messed me up from the beginning is is and, and that's why I said it was so deceitful because it was brought in uh, uh from a con man. A con man is basically a confidence man is mm-hmm. what that is originated from and somebody you you feel confident uh in that they, they that they have their best your best interest at heart or whatever the case may be and all the while they actually have a way that they're planning on stealing from you. So they talk to you long enough or or, 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 or sit with you long enough until you're confident in them and Donnie McClurkin and these TBN guys have been around so long that they're the actual con men. And not con men, and I don't say that in a derogatory way like I'm calling them names, but that's actually what they do. Mm-hmm. They con people. They make them confident in what they do and what they say to the point that they'll take anything from them. And then Steve Harvey is who they bring to him, and he immediately starts cracking jokes about how he's totally unrepentant for the sin in his life. He starts saying, well, you know, I was talking uh, uh, another way, and everybody laughs. Mm-hmm. And after the laugh, he said, well, y'all know I'm borderline. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you all are borderline, too. Yep. And the crowd cheered. <sighs> I could. I said, who, who, who would allow somebody to call them a borderline Christian? Mm-hmm. Who, who would do that? Only, only, <laughs> only a crowd so ignorant that they would cheer when somebody calls them a borderline Christian. And what it is, he's seen, he's seen how filthy a lot of these guys are mm-hmm. on the other side. You know, and it's totally taking away any repentance that he may have had. He's so bold in his sin that not only is he bold in it, but he's looking to make other people bold in their sin. That's 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 the other, the worst part about it is they made him totally unrepentant. Like he doesn't care if the sin is still in his life. And now it's spreading to other people that he's giving them the message, hey. I still have sin in my life, and I'm unrepentant about it. And these pastors and bishops keep putting me up in front. Why would you care about what's in your life? Why would Why would you want to uh, uh, try to live holy? That's a joke. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it completely upset me that the that the audience, and, and I don't want to call them a congregation, the audience cheered mm-hmm. when he called them borderline. That's amazing to me. That man, I mean, it's hard for me to believe. We are talking about this, man. Even when I called you, I was like, dude, I mean, what? I mean, this is, and I preach it all the time. I've seen this happening. I've seen it. God has shown it was going to happen. Man, when T.D. Jakes first came on the scene, I knew he was going to do this kind of stuff. I knew he was called to do this. I mean, I saw it as plain as day. I was never deceived by him or any of these guys. But it's still, man, I mean, I still, it's hard for me to grip the fact that people are that spiritually dense to where they will sit in an audience, let a man call them lukewarm or carnal joke about it and then he made the statement and i want to get on this he said i work with sinners he said i made all my money with them and then he said this he said i'm one of them mm-hmm. so bruh if you a sinner immediately why didn't the we fall down we get up mogul of the gospel music industry stop right there and say wait a minute brother you a sinner well, can we address the fact that you a sinner and win you to Christ? Where was we fall down, but we get up at that moment? Doc, I was waiting for the music to start playing, the song to sing. And Doc, I, I, I mean, I was like, okay, this is your opportunity. But I mean, 
Why didn't he stop it right then? And you know, people have made comments on YouTube. Ah, I know Donnie was uncomfortable. Oh, I know this made him so uncomfortable to be up there. And for the, and I'm like, uncomfortable? I mean, what is he reading the scripts? Or are you telling me that it's all fake and staged? Or does he have opportunity like you or I to, to preach the gospel to this man at that moment? Well, we fall down isn't on the charts anymore so technically he couldn't sing it <laughs> <laughs> it's not in rotation so he probably couldn't pull out without his bag right now it's not on his latest cd but <laughs> but i i, I couldn't i it's, it's a couple things that 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 that, that you you right the, the body of christ is so spiritually dense and so uneducated so biblically illiterate that is that, that that's why these things can get pulled on us. Like you said, it's the same thing uh, uh, with the presidential election. And I used to tell people this because I wasn't taking uh, 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 like I was going to campaign for any candidate. But all I would ask people, I said, who is who is this guy? Who is Barack Obama? Who is he? What do you know about him? Have you ever heard of him before he gave that one speech at the Democratic National Convention? Do you know anything about this guy? And nobody could tell me anything other than he's black and he's charismatic and they like the way he speaks, but they couldn't tell me anything about him. And, and that speaks to how we feel about who will let minister to us. And this is what I, what I feel is one of the major issues in the body of Christ. And as a young minister, uh, when I was called to the ministry, uh, uh, first thing I did is, is, is I was digging in the first and second Timothy, first and second Timothy. And, 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 and one of the things that stands out most about that is the qualification of a minister, the qualification of a pastor. And if you asked the majority of the people in the body of Christ right now, what qualifies somebody to minister to you? Nobody could tell you. Nobody would have a clue what would qualify them to somebody to minister to them. What, what qualifies somebody to sit in a position of authority and have anything to say to you? And none of them will be able to tell you what the qualifications are. Right. That's why we can let somebody like Steve Harvey, who meets none of the qualifications, come and sit and talk to us and he opened up this was the thing that killed me g craig he opened up with they, they opened up with his intro of jesus christ mm -hmm. i guess where he said he got his intro to jesus christ from he said me having this third eye i came up with this intro to jesus christ i said now who who in the world we want an intro to Jesus Christ that came from some man's third eye. God. And he said, this is where my intro for Jesus for, for Jesus came from. And this is what I got from that is because you know, that thing, him giving that intro and then folks standing on their feet, clapping, some act like they shout and all this, let him see into how shallow the body of Christ really is. Because mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that many times sinners on the outside have more reverence and respect for God than church folks on the inside do. And him being able to give that so-called introduction to Jesus Christ, it let him see how shallow and easy the Christian, the, 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 the body of Christ is, and it opened his eyes to another market that he could take full advantage of. Straight up. It, it, I, I couldn't believe that he would just say that up front, that this came from my third eye. My introduction to Jesus Christ did. The third eye, the eye of Horus, Nimrod, Zeus, the third eye. The eye that makes you God. Now, that is a shame. And, of course, we know that's Freemasonry and all of that. But it's a shame that he even got famous for doing an intro for Jesus. Because in my book, Dorian, the only way to introduce Jesus to anyone is by living for him. You know, that's it. and First Corinthians says, awake to righteousness, sin not. 
for some have not the knowledge of God. So for this guy to even say he's still in sin, he can't introduce Christ to anyone. To nobody. And <laughs> without, unless you awake to righteousness and sin not, then you're affecting those that have not the knowledge of God. And if you're doing that, then you're working against the kingdom. You're scattering abroad and not gathering. So exactly. that just blew me away that they open it up with that. Donnie McClurkin going crazy over it. And I just never heard, you know how he is, man. I mean, and that just, oh, Doug, I, I mean, I almost had to get a barf bag watching him, dude. I mean, I, he makes me sick to my stomach. But it's a shame that the body of Christ is this shadow where they'll bring this guy on and let me let me say this there is an article about uh steve harvey's book and i want to let people know you know because people will immediately jump on the defense of him where well, he was crying yeah he was crying about his mama well he was there you know and then, then donnie had to do his crying act and i'm sure they both got in the green room and was high-fiving and slapping five like fat albert and the cosby kid but the, <laughs> but in his book steve harvey now they were interviewing him and they asked him about his book saying when should uh, uh, you sleep with your new boyfriend speaking to women he says in his book 90 days he says that after 90 days a woman should sleep with her boyfriend 90 days yeah yeah i, 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 I was looking at that quote i saw that and he equated sexual relationship to his 90-day benefits he got when he worked on the line. Mm -hmm. That after 90 days, they would give him his benefits. So after 90 days, uh, you should have sex with him after you see what he's all about. And he's and, he's on TBN. And you know what? And what I realized when I saw the second half is this whole thing is just a plug for his book. Yes, it is. That's that. If he didn't have the book, he wouldn't have been on there. Wouldn't have been on there. This was just another commercial for his book. And they spent that whole first half of that interview setting up a plug for his book where he says things like have sex with somebody after 30 days uh, after 90 days and this is the person that the christian network has brought to the body of christ this and this is another thing he slipped in there when he was talking about where the book came from g craig and this is why you get a man that'll say something like 90 days have sex with him he he, he said i i know a lot of you church women are looking for a good man you're looking for a saved man. Well, you, you, you're going to be looking for a long time. He said, my mother was saved, but my father wasn't saved. Now, that's a good man. These are the words that literally came out of his mouth. Mm. He told the women, you've been looking for a saved man, but that's not going to happen. My mother was saved, but my father wasn't saved. And that was a good man. And that's that's what I learned about uh, 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 about marriage from a mother that was saved and a father that wasn't saved. And he proceeded to break down this marriage between a mother that was saved and a father that gambled, hustled, and lied as if that was supposed to be the, the model of what a marriage is supposed to be. Good. And the people ate it up. Donnie, I've never seen a marriage last that long. Me, per I, I just and and this is the guy that they're receiving information from. And he's blatantly telling you that you're looking for a saved man. I'm going to tell you, you'd be fine if you get one that's not saved. And I don't know about you. The Bible says, marry only in the Lord. But he tells you that, well, an unsaved man is a good man. If you save, you can get an unsaved man and you'll be fine. As long as he doesn't beat you or raise his hand to you. 
or yell at you and demean you, then you're fine. That's what a good man is. And the body of Christ ate it up, and I guarantee he sold a whole lot of books based mm. off of that. And, and Donnie didn't stop him at all. Not once. I mean, that, that was the thing that was bothering me. He didn't stop him. But, you know, this reminded me, honestly, this reminded me of a story that I deal with a lot in my speaking and different things. And that is the story of the rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. The rich young ruler comes to Jesus, but he comes to Jesus not wanting to change. The whole conversation he's having with Jesus, he's talking like he doesn't want change. Mm-hmm. So Jesus takes the one thing that makes him him which is his money, and tells him to give that up. Mm-hmm. The rich young ruler has no idea that Jesus is basically saying, you give that up, I'm going to give it, I, you give that up, and I'm going to show you how to get it my way. That's pretty mm-hmm. much what he was saying, because at the end of that passage, he told the disciples, if he had given it up, he would have received a hundredfold of whatever he gave up. So we know that. But in that story, it reminds me of this thing with Steve Harvey, because Steve Harvey when he spoke about working with the sinners, getting his money from the sinners, you know, he felt like he has a gift from God of comedy, which there is no such thing. It is talent and it ain't from God. It's something you do here. It's, it's an earthly realm dominion thing. But he 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 began to equate all those things with God and try to make it look like, you know, he has a form of God. But the mm-hmm. one thing he won't give up, he's not giving up his worldliness. He's not giving up his cursing. He's not giving up his being a sinner. For Christ, so he really wants a form of Christ, but he doesn't really want to give up all for Christ, and that's why it reminds me of the rich young ruler because he starts crying. Nobody's there to help him. Nobody's there to tell him, "Hey, man, you know, you need to give up this sinful you that everybody knows because mm-hmm. you can't keep this sinful you and be in Christ. You have to deny who you are." And that reminded me so much of the the rich young ruler because it was the same thing. The rich young ruler did not want to give up who he was in the eyes of everybody else. Yet he wanted to befriend Christ so he could, you know, kind of be like he was down with Christ. And I, you know, I felt sorry for Steve Harvey a little bit in that. But then just like the rich young ruler had the choice and didn't take it. We all have the chance to accept Christ, deny ourselves or go our own way. But, and, and you're 100% right. He wants, he wants to still be able to have himself and have Christ. And, and you must lose your life for his sake in order to find your life. It's, it's mandatory. Jesus said, you, you, you can't continue to try to have your life and save your own life because you'll lose it. Mm-hmm. And, and but this, is, this is the problem with him is, is the very life that he needs to give up and the very life that Jesus dealt with the rich young ruler. Uh, it was obvious Jesus was nowhere near impressed with his money. He was nowhere impressed, uh, by no means impressed by the lifestyle that, that, that the rich young ruler had laid out to Jesus. Unfortunately, Steve Harvey is coming into every arena with people who are thoroughly impressed wow. by the very life right. that is going to lead him to damnation. That's right. The very thing about him that is going to lead him to hell is the one that they're impressed with. Mm. It's the very thing that's giving him his platform. It, it, why, why would he feel the need to give it up if the, if the preachers are the ones that are telling me that I'm okay? By putting me up in front of their congregation, mm-hmm. by putting me on this television, it's the very thing about me 
that 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 is is contrary to Christ. But these preachers keep applauding it. They're mm-hmm. laughing at my jokes, and my jokes are the only reason that they're putting me on here. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's really, really, really putting 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 uh, him in a position that he'll be lost, and his blood is going to be on somebody's hands. Mm-hmm. His blood is on T.D. Jake's hands. His blood is on Donnie McClurkin's hands. It, it's on people's hands who will be so enthralled by his celebrity that they will not that they will not speak the truth to him. Hmm. That's why Donnie wouldn't start singing "We Fall Down and We Get Up" because he 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 didn't feel like Steve Harvey need to need to get up. The body of Christ is so infatuated not with being rich and being famous that Steve Harvey has what the preachers preach about now. According to you know, according to the average Christian, you know, you go listen to Creflo Dollar. Steve Harvey must be a model Christian. He's rich. Wow. Yeah. He's famous. Yeah. He's in no wise in a position where people think they need to correct him. They think they need to model themselves after him. And and that's the sad part about it. And and that's why I wish, I wish, I wish that the body of Christ understood what it is that actually qualifies people. What it is that makes someone a life, uh, makes someone's life worth modeling. And I have, uh, and, and just real quick, I have ministers that come to the church and they, they they meet with me either they're just joining the church or they're not in the call to the ministry and they want to have this big deep conversation uh, about how god called them and how he dealt with them and and the first thing i do is i take them to second timothy or i take them to titus and i read to them the qualification uh, a husband of one wife blameless uh, 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 not given a strong drink, a filthy lucre, uh, his children under subjection. Th- these types of things that that Timothy and Ti- uh, Paul speaks to Timothy and Titus are so concrete that I love them because they are the thing that will guard the body of Christ against con men. Right. If we would actually abide by these these parameters, because Steve Harvey can con a lot of people, but you know who can't? Who he can't con? He can't con his children. T.D. Jakes, he cons millions of people, but guess who he couldn't con? His children. Wow. That's why you see what's going. He couldn't. He couldn't. Con- That's why the Bible says if a man can't rule his own house, how can he rule? How can he take care of the house of God? Because you cannot con your children. You cannot con your wife. You can't do it. So if we were able to watch what their personal lives are, that is what should give someone a platform. I tell people in our church, we don't have pulpit furniture. People don't, the pastor, my father, the, the pastor, and none of the ministers sit in the pulpit. You know, preachers love getting the pulpit so they can sit up in service and stare out at the rest of the congregation <laughs> in some high and lifted up position. Yeah. And I, and, I tell, and I tell the preachers, if I read to them Timothy and Titus, I read to them Acts, the qualifications for deacons, and I say, people want a pulpit, they want a platform, they want TVN to be their platform. I said, you living this type of life, having a wife, one wife, having your children under subjection, ruling your own home well, that's what will provide you the platform to speak to people. Wow. Your life, because the lives of, uh, of people are so messed up these days. But the fact that you have a wife that you love, your children behave, you're not in debt, you know, you're not always falling down, sloppy drunk. As simple as these same things seem, that these will, these things will give you a platform like no other to speak to. I said, this is what will elevate you in the eyes of the people. I said, that physical pulpit that we constructed elevates you so they'll hear your word. But spiritually, what God wants to do is to allow your life to be what elevates you. You shouldn't need our pulpit to elevate you up to be able to speak to the people. Right. 
Your life and meeting these qualifications is what should elevate you. Unfortunately, being rich and famous will elevate you these days. Yep. No matter if you've been married three times, no matter if your children uh, are all over the place and they're working in ministry and being paid, but at the same time still publicly in sin, this, 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 this is what's killing the body of Christ right now. Because you let time in in this way if you don't abide by the requirements or the stipulation of a minister or an elder or a pastor. Hmm. And, you know, that's that's what Jude talked about, the man that crept in unaware, turning the grace of God into lascivious meaning, just using the grace of God as an opportunity to sin. This is where, yep. you know, and I feel like, honestly, Doran, I don't want to get too far off of what we were talking about, but man, I feel like this once saved, always save idea has backed a lot of these preachers and a lot of churches and different ones mm-hmm. in a corner. Because yes, now, Doc, I mean, well, Steve Harvey can claim once save, always save, can he? Can't mm-hmm. Jay-Z claim that? I mean, can't 50 Cent claim that? Can't, you know, any one of these guys that people call evil, you know, except for George Bush or somebody white. But any one of the ones that they <laughs> they call evil that's black. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. that's you know, black. They can actually use the get out of hell free card, which is eternal security. And so it's backed the church into a corner to where they preach that so long and they've, you know, instilled that so long that they've given the world a pass. So now the world doesn't have to conform to any standard of holiness. They can just claim salvation. Even I mean, we look at Tone and Carlton Pearson. Are they saved? I mean, I, I mean, once saved, always saved. Are they able to even fall? Is him publicly saying he has a same-sex lover? I mean, is, is he going to heaven with the lover? <laughs> with this, with this uh, homosexuality that he doesn't struggle with anymore. Right, no, no struggling. Just this is the way I'm living. I'm living with some booty love, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take it to my grave. And I guess he feels he's gonna rise again in the resurrection because it, isn't aren't we always saved once we say? And I think what has happened, Dorian, is because we've tried to systematically make a pass for ourselves, we've mm-hmm. opened the floodgates up or opened the gate up and allowed the world to come in and try to use that same pass. And I think just because holiness has you know, people have stopped preaching holiness or believing in holy living and righteousness or living a righteous lifestyle. I, I I think that it's allowed the world to creep in, like Jude says, creep in unaware, turn the grace of God into lascivious. And now what are you going to say to him? You can't say anything you, because, he, because he even said and he, and he can say it with so much boldness that. The only difference between you and I, I'm a sinner, and I'll say it boldly. i tell you what I do. You can turn on the radio and see what I do every day with no repentance. And he'll tell the church that the only difference between you and I is my life is under a microscope. They just don't know yours. And the church and the place was silent. Yep. They just shut up. Donnie on down, just shut up. Because unfortunately, for the most part, it was true. Hmm. That, and, and, and it has totally killed our credibility, and it's what's given him so much boldness. Like you said, he was humble and, and genuinely seemed humble when he used to, to host, host that mess. They call it a, a celebration of, well, I don't, I, I don't even want to call that gospel, a celebration of garbage. Uh, of, of garbage. He used to genuinely seem humble by that. Now, he cried and boldly claimed, I'm saved, and what are you, who are you to tell me I'm not? Who are you to tell me anything? Yeah. A man that will claim I don't know any scripture. 
I don't know anything. That would say this, and this was an unbelievable statement to me. He said, they paint Christianity as this little white line. They need to let people know that it's broader than that. Mm, mm, mm. And the people clapped and Donnie clap. said, mm-hmm. Well, no, we know why he said that. I, 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 it's, it needs to be broader. Isn't that completely contrary to what we're supposed to believe? That this is a narrow way. Unfortunately, for many, it is. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And, and, and they let him say that, minister that to millions and millions of people that Christianity has been painted as this narrow line, but it really needs to be broader. And because he's rich and famous, that's his platform. Yep. And it just... It's just debauchery, man. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just floored at this whole event, man. And I, but I, I want to thank you for coming on, Dorian. I, I think that these things need to be talked about. And I want to say this, and then I'm going to have you, uh, uh, lead us in a prayer after this for what I'm about to say. And I know you'll agree with what I'm about to say. But a lot of times, you know, these things can be testers for us. You know, mm-hmm. by watching this show, I want to say this to those that are listening to this radio interview. If you watch this show and you didn't get a rise in your spirit of anger and a rise in your spirit to say this is not right, a rise in your spirit to do something about it. If you didn't get that check, then I would suggest that you have been indoctrinated by the evils of television and comedy and all of these things and you need to really take a good look at yourself there should have been a holy ghost check in you that this was to the point to where this was way too far this is something that almost warrants a petition and a a, a boycott of this station if you didn't get those feelings Dorian, I want you to pray that people will become sensitive to these things again, because that's what desensitization does. It'll make you watch it. It don't bother you. But then the next thing that comes along, all it does is it pushes your boundary a little more. So by in a year, they may have little Wayne or somebody on TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I want you I to and, and I want you to lead people in a prayer right now because I believe that we should all be angry and upset and there should be an alarm going off in you. And if that didn't happen, I believe something is wrong that you need to address and you go ahead, uh, Dorian. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you right now, God, for uh, allowing us this time of fellowship, oh God, and to to focus on your word and to what it is you would have the body of Christ to do. We come against right now, oh God, that spirit of that lax spirit, that that lazy spirit, oh God, that would allow anything to come into the body of Christ, oh God. We come against the deceivers and false prophets that would inundate the body of Christ with false words that would lead them to destruction. We ask, oh God, that you would stir up the Holy Spirit that is within your body, oh God, that it would once again speak life and not death, oh God, that it would once again ring loud in the ears of your people, that they would not be able to rest, oh God, in the presence of of. of the Antichrist into things contrary to you. Oh God, we ask that you would bring up a, a, a level of righteous indignation in your body that will no longer allow us to sit idly by and watch the enemy creep into our churches and lead our women and our children astray. We come against that 
deceiving spirit right now in the name of Jesus. We believe and declare that the devil is a liar, and we declare that he will con no longer continue deceiving the people of uh, uh, of God. We thank you right now that you've allowed G. Craig to have the fortitude to stand up in the face of, of the masses. Oh, God, we ask that you would continue to strengthen him, oh, God, to, to, to carry out his mandate. And we ask that you would allow others to come to the forefront that will carry this same mandate and will stand up and hold up the bloodstained banner. And we'd be forever grateful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dorian, and I appreciate you coming, man. You be blessed, and your church, your father's church, y'all, y'all stay blessed. And I thank you all for listening and, and joining us here. We'll be back real soon with another Xcast, and uh, just keep checking our websites for that. And we'll be back. God bless you, Dorian. God bless you, Chris.